We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know, Richmond is Richmond's in a tough place. We've we've taken down all the Confederate statues, so starting to and we've dug up uh, the grave of AP Hill. Right, you know, all the nasty people in Richmond were screaming at the descendant of A.P. Hill yesterday, cussing him out and insulting him, which I think says a lot about uh, a certain percentage of our population in Richmond, if, if, if I'm going to be honest with you. Who goes to somebody's grave and, ins- and, and you're winning? You get what you want. You're getting the statue taken down. You're getting the body dug up out of the dirt. And you still take the time to insult with the F word and other insults, the man who's digging up his ancestors' bones and putting them in a bag and, and having to go rebury them somewhere else. Is that trash behavior? To me, that's just despicable trash behavior. Any, any, did LeVar Stoney have anything to say about that? Like, come on, guys, you know, we're taking the statue down. Let this man grieve. Let him take his ancestor and get out of here. Let's not behave that way. Oh, no, 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 no. It's all talk. It's all talk about inclusivity and, you know, kindness, and it's a more welcoming Richmond. I tell you, that guy that we interviewed, John Hill, the ancestor who drove here from, what, wherever he's from, Ohio, I'm pretty sure he didn't feel like Richmond was very welcoming to him. The lack of dignity and the disgusting behavior of some of our neighbors. I mean, it doesn't surprise me because I saw the way people behaved in 2020 when they were burning buildings and everything. So, you know what? I am I am over it. I am, I am not going to be lectured to about racial reconciliation and um, inclusivity and diversity by people who never demonstrate it. They run their big fat mouths about it, but then they never demonstrate it. Especially somebody like me who lives my diversity, I'm not taking a lecture from any of these bastards anymore. I'll tell you that right now. And yesterday really set me off to see Richmonders behaving as they did towards this visitor to our city. Uh, Just disgusting behavior. But you know what? They're spending taxpayer money in certain parts of Virginia to continue to perpetuate the new racism which apparently is socially acceptable to being you know it's it's such a manipulation of the language you're now supposed to be an anti-racist which basically means you if you happen to have white pigment or lack of pigment in your skin you're supposed to step aside and allow discrimination today against you and your family that's the only way you can make things right well to hell with that I'm not tolerating it, and you shouldn't either. Adam Kissel is with the Heritage Foundation. He has got some insight on what one library is doing with um, tax money and and donations. Adam, what's the scoop here? And good morning to you. Good morning, John. Uh, It's bad news up in Fairfax County Mm -hmm. where the public library is spending $22,500 
or they already did this week for one hour lecture by Ibram X. Kendi, who runs an anti-racism center up at Boston University to tell people in Fairfax how racist they are and how they need to change. But don't worry, because they can never change enough for him and the people who run critical race theory. So that's only part one of the bad news. Part two is that Fairfax County schools back in September already spent $20,000 on him. His rate has gone up from 20 to 22, I guess. And they spent $24,000 on his books for students. So we're up to $65,000, $66,000 just on one guy to hear minute after minute about how evil America is and how evil white people are. It's it's really uh, not good for the students and the citizens of Fairfax County. Well, he's sure cashing in. I've I've read a little bit about uh, this man. You know, some of his famous quotes are things like, in order to rectify racism for the past, we have to be racist today and discriminate today. Uh, that's me paraphrasing him, but that's the sentiment behind it. Well, how did he get invited, and, and who has, I guess, Northern Virginia, has there been any pushback? That's the bigger question. Does anybody actually have the guts to stand up and say, maybe if we want to live in a peaceful and prosperous society for everybody, we shouldn't enable a new type of racism? Well, I'm not so sure about Fairfax County. You know, Northern Virginia is uh, getting bluer and bluer. Uh, I don't know how often Richmond uh, listeners get up there, but it's it's pretty bad up there. What we do see, which is uh, fortunate, is on a national basis, we've been seeing people push back uh, against critical race theory and against this kind of anti-racism that is racism. And we see, for instance, if you Take somebody like Christopher Rufo, who exposes this uh, in our public institutions, and uh, my colleague Jonathan Butcher, who's written whole books about it. You see a pretty strong intellectual and practical pushback at the national level. And you even saw President Trump say, you know what, we should not be letting people teach such divisive concepts to our children. We saw that in Florida when Governor DeSantis passed the Stop Woke Act and said, you cannot compel a student to believe these things. You can talk about it in a neutral way, but you cannot force kids to believe it. So we have good pushback on the national level and at the state level in good states. I'm just not so sure about Fairfax. Do we know any more about this this guy's tour? Uh, you know, I, he's he's been pretty prolific in his speaking engagements the last few years, and I had I had kind of hoped that even left wing bureaucrats would say you know what i'd love to have him here but it's not worth it uh to use taxpayer money or donor money to bring him to speak and i'm not going to silence the guy he can do what he wants and he can write whatever book he wants but but it's just not worth the pushback which is what you know liberals do to conservatives all the time where they 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 back away and say you know what let's not Let's not put up a nativity scene because it's just not worth the pushback and the mm-hmm. potential lawsuits and the conflicts. What, what's the tension well, there, or is there any? I, I, would, I would bet a bunch of places have said that, and we don't know because the lecture never happened. Yeah. But we're seeing the places where there's rot, right? We're seeing the places where they say, you know what, we want to teach it. And, you know, the governor of Virginia, who I think is great, uh, you know, can't control what happens down at the local level, nor should he. He shouldn't tell a local library what to do and what not to do. Uh, but there are things, of course, you can do at the state level. And I would bet that uh, Governor Yunkin's doing it. 
Have you heard from any legislators? Um, you know, it does seem that the libraries are shockingly becoming a place where this type of new racism is um, is acceptable. That there's there's what? a there's a budget, and there are librarians who seem to think that it's legitimate to invest in that kind of intellectual infrastructure to perpetuate this mindset. Mm-hmm. Well, what I would say is that uh, library schools are so woke that they produce librarians who are woke, and they don't, yeah. they want to have drag shows for kids, as well as critical race theory kinds of lectures. So, to really solve this problem, you have to fix the, the the library schools and the librarians because you can't trust them anymore. So, I am working with a, a legislator here where I live in West Virginia, thinking about what to do about pornographic library books that are made available to young children. And that's something happening around the country, too, where legislators are saying, you know what, uh, libraries are not what they used to be. We can't trust them anymore. Yeah. Isn't it odd? You know, when I was growing up, not to stereotype, but I'm thinking about the librarians and, and <laughs> that I used to engage with at, at Carver Elementary School in Henrico County and uh, the former Bird Middle School, they tended to be older women who... I mean, at least seemed to me to be semi-traditional. I mean, I I remember trying to read, like, the Hardy Boys books, and they said it wasn't intellectual enough for me. And now this entire organization of of librarians seems to be pushing graphic novels which i think is questionable anyway for for an in an academic setting but graphic novels that are graphic in their depiction of of sex acts which nobody would have tolerated even a decade ago i don't think i agree with you you know there most of the books fall into the library of congress classification hq on marriage and sex and family so you don't have to look at every book in the library and say, you know, let's do a review of every book. You're not going to go to the astronomy books, but you could have a good law that says, let's just review the HQ books and we'll decide what's age appropriate and what's obscene as to minors. And we'll get those uh, restricted only the right kids. Yeah. I, I loved my, my librarian uh, back in elementary school too. And maybe most of us did who liked books today is just not the same. Yeah, it really they've they've grabbed hold of all of the HR departments and all of these institutions that are uh, placing people in each community, and that means it's going to be a battle, community by community, to uphold some basic uh, standards of decency uh, across the country. Adam Kissel with the Heritage Foundation, I appreciate you flagging this for us. That's just stunning to me. Thank you. Thanks, John. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.